podcast episode. Thank you all for tuning in. It's a beautiful Sunday in Charlotte, North Carolina. This is typically my chill day. Uh, me and my girlfriend, we hang out and um, we clean around the house. Uh, we'll go do our walk around a park, like a specific park around the area. Um, we'll eat breakfast and then we'll just hang out for the rest of the day. Today we're going to watch a movie, so that's really cool. Um, I think we're watching Barbie for the first time, so I'm excited to see um, Barbie. Starting out my episode today, uh, I just wanted to get on a few topics that have been taking place this past week. And um, my first uh, topic was, um, it was a Meek Mill video that was circulating on the net of him at a sneaker event. Um, obviously, the, the sneaker event was something like a sneaker con or something of the sort. I don't necessarily know the the, the name of what exact uh, event it was, but it was an event, you know, where guys have their tables, the vendors are selling shoes, things like that, merch probably. Um, it was something interesting that was like said, that came out of Ming Mill's mouth. And I'm interested to... Um, I'm interested to the degree of understanding why he felt he he should have he he should have like you know said that to somebody that's like selling sneakers. Um, so basically, what he said was, you know, hey yo, you're supposed to give me the shoes for the low. You know, you're supposed to give me the meat meal for the low. I'll come back. I might come back and give you more promotion to give you more business. Look, <laughs> the whole thing to me was very funny why because you know i have a small business and you know the something that that does happen with small business owners sometimes in situations we are put in places where you know um somebody may ask for something for a lower price okay i get it you know maybe you don't have the money whatever the case is i may possibly look into it and be like hey yeah you're cool you're good you know you can go ahead and go on out you know you, you can if you don't have the full you know such and such maybe that's the case but in my situation having a business and from what i've experienced I've experienced so many people wanting to just pay full price. Like people coming to me and they're like, yo, you have a business. No, let me let me pay your full price for the for, for the shoes, for the things. And I'm just like, oh wow, thanks. Like I I I I'm I usually never say to myself, you can go down on a price. You know, it depends on who it is at at certain moments. You know, like if it is a grandmother or if it is, you know, a family member that I know just wants to support, they may not have it at the moment that's fine. Um, but even me, a lot of my family members don't do that. A lot of my family members, you know, they want to purchase everything at full price. And I love that about them because that, that just, I just love my family because that's how they are with me. Like my brand has been around for, um, you know, since I had the store, it's been around at the store for like three years having my store, but I've been around since 2017. So you can order things online and stuff like that. But since I've had the store, it's been a lot different. People can just walk in, get, get a shirt. Hey, I purchased a shirt, send it to me cash app. Sometimes I may not be present at the store, but if they just send it to me cash app, whatever the case is, or if I'm there or say my father's there, my mother may be there, whatever the case is, they just give them the money and that's it. But I have family members who want to support and I love that about them. You know, like 
I don't, I've never, I haven't really had too many instances where somebody has asked me to lower the price. Like I've never had those really type of instances. Now I'm not going to say it's never happened because I can recall maybe a few times, but when it comes down to my family, everybody wants to pay full price. And I love that about them. So basically my point I'm trying to make is, is Meek Mill is a millionaire. None of my family members are millionaires. They're all like, you know, hardworking people. They got their own stuff going, you know, all, most, a lot of them work hard. They have good jobs, things like that. But if my family wants to pay full price for my merch, my family, you know, you got family members that'll be like, look, you know, we family. Let me just go ahead and get a hat. Let me just get a shirt. Okay. You know, you know, like people do that. If my family can pay full price, you are a millionaire, Meek Mill. You're over here, you know, going to the Rick Rubin billionaire party and, you know, you're showing all your jewels and you're, you know, just the other other month or so you had uh, spent such and such money at Chanel and all these things like that. And you want to, you know, show that off on your Instagram page. You see a man who's reselling shoes. Now, first thing you need to understand with resellers. Most of the time, resellers are trying to get bigger profits. That's the purpose of reselling the shoes. Like, that's mainly the reason why I don't really buy from a lot of resellers, just because I know that, you know, they want that huge profit. They, if, 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 if there are some shoes that came out that you were not able to get, if you really want the shoes, just know you're probably going to spend double what you were going to spend if you were just catching when they were at the store. That's usually how resellers operate. They want to get a big they want to get a big sale. You know, some resellers have uh, have sat and waited um, and camped out for those shoes just to buy a such and such amount just so they can resell them for a bigger amount. That's what resellers do. I know that with resellers. That's why I avoid resellers. And that's my, you know, that's my decision. But I wouldn't go to a reseller and be like, look, man, lower the price. You know, like, why won't, why won't you just sell me, you know, these shoes at that price? You know what I'm saying? Like, that looks so corny. That looks so corny in my opinion. So, like, when I looked at the video, I'm thinking, you know, Meek Mill, you're a millionaire. You brag about having all these things. You shout out all these designers in your, in your uh, songs and all this stuff. You, you talk about how you can get shorty a million Chanel bags and things like that. You're complaining about giving a man that's trying to make ends meet at a sneaker event where he's reselling sneakers, you're complaining about giving him $500? <laughs> I could understand if the man was selling it for 1000 He's selling the shoes for 500 You do not know how long... You do not know how long he had to wait to get those shoes. I'm pretty sure he had to wait in the line to get those shoes. I'm pretty sure he knows he wants to double that, double that price and on whatever the price was. He goes and says, look, these are 300 at the store. Okay, you're purchasing from a reseller. Resellers whole like their whole dynamic is to sell things double the price. They don't ever sell you anything. If that was the case, you know, they're not really making a profit in my personal opinion. I think if they camped out for the shoes to get the shoes they can resell them, that's what they do. I know that resellers have ridiculous prices, but that's why I avoid resellers. That's why I know if I don't get a shoe from Foot Locker or if I can't catch the shoe when it when it c comes out, then I'm out of luck. Oh, well, 
I will have to go look at look for another shoe. But I'm not going to go knock somebody's hustle and ask them to go down on the price. That's not how you do things. And I will understand. And, I, and you know, I, I would think Meek Mill will understand that. Knowing how much he, you know, speaks about how he appreciates, you know, black, black businesses and just businesses in general. This is not a black man who was selling the shoes. But regardless of what, it's still a man that probably has a family to feed. So he's selling these shoes for a reason. You know what I'm saying? Um... I just think the whole video was cornballish. Like I, I don't, I don't really care how people feel about it. I, I feel like people were coming at me when I made my comments and saying that it looked like bum behavior. But I mean, I'm not dissing. I'm not trying to diss Meek Mill. I'm just telling you how it looks. It very much so looks like you were trying to finesse somebody. Um, and 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 then he goes and says, you know, I'm trying to teach you how to hustle. Um, somebody that's selling sneakers is already a hustler, brother. Like somebody that's selling sneakers and trying to like uh trying to get a profit out of sneakers, they don't really need a, a lecture on how to be a hustler. I could promise you that. I see I've seen people sell sneakers out their trunk. They 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 know how to hustle, clearly. And they don't need Meek Mill to tell them how to hustle. And so I honestly just didn't like that. And I felt like also, if you are going to try to give someone a lecture on business, maybe you should whisper that in their ear. Everybody doesn't want to be in, you know, you got the camera and all this stuff on the guy and whatever, whatever. You know, all these people around and you're telling him this and you're, you know, kind of shading him in a low key way. But all out in the open for people to hear. And it's just like so corny to me. Like the whole video was just corny. I, 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 didn't, I didn't like it. I felt like I'm pretty sure if Meek Mill re-looked at the video, he probably saw how lame it kind of looked. Because regardless of how you feel, that man is still going to sell them shoes for $500. He can go sell those shoes to somebody else for $500 and he don't have to hear a lecture. Just because you're Meek Mill does not mean that anybody has to go down and discount you on a price of shoes. That's for every celebrity. I, I, I have a clothing brand. There are people that... I may sometimes say to myself, you know, I can give them something for free if they wear it and they shout me out. You know what? That's good. That's good. I, I, I'll, I'll take that. But that's on the that's on the creator or the person that that owns that brand to do that. A person that sells shoes doesn't probably really care about a promotion. They don't probably really care about, you know, you shouting them out. They're selling shoes. This is not a clothing brand, you know, like a clothing brand, I feel like is different. You know, that can go a long way. People having your hats, um, wearing your shirts, things like that and videos and things, you know, that type of stuff can go a long way. But shoes, that's not really, you know, it's it's not really like that with shoes. You know what I'm saying? So I, I kind of was confused about like the whole thing. I just didn't understand what he was trying to say in that video. I was, I was like, really, like I can see you to say, I was very confused on where he was going with it because I, I truly didn't think what he was saying really made a lot of sense. If you're not going to buy the shoes, just don't buy them and keep it moving and go to someone else. Simple. Because that's what I would do if I was at a sneaker event. I wouldn't dare go to somebody and tell them to go down on their prices. That's like so ridiculous to me. And I don't know why people feel like they could do that. You cannot do that anybody because you would not go to a, a Chanel. You wouldn't go to Louis. You wouldn't go to these designer people that you always shouting out in your in your uh, music, giving them free promotion 
you wouldn't do that to them. And then on top of that, if you were doing that to them, these are people that have, you know, they can do that because it's like they've been in business. They, you know, that the, the clientele they have is huge. This is a small business that Meek Mill was doing this to. So it's a totally different. It's totally different. You can't just do that. And I, and that's another thing why I feel like people have to understand that when, you know, people like me, when I have small business, I'm going out on a limb when I'm sending you something for free. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm going out on a limb if I'm letting you, you know, uh, get something for a half half price or whatever the case is, because I'm still a small business. I'm still growing at the end of the day, you know, but if I feel like I'm in a place where I can do that, that's what I'll do. And I don't mind doing it, but that has to be my call. It can't, you know, you can't come to me and say, let me get some free. I wouldn't appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? I, I just don't appreciate stuff like that. And I feel like, you know, I think that a lot of business owners would probably feel that way about that situation. And, you know, it was so corny to me. And on, on my page, I got a lot of people that understood. Um, there were some people who didn't understand. They said, you know, well, he, Meek's right. Meek's right. I mean, he's not. But, you know, again, everybody's going to have their opinion on the situation. I just looked at it and thought it was corny. That's going to still be my opinion. I don't really care for anybody else's like opinion on how they feel about it. I just feel like that was corny, period. <laughs> and I mean, McMill has consistently done corny stuff. So like, are we even surprised? I don't even I, like I'm not even surprised like anymore about like a lot of things that I see. So like, is this is just another thing to add to the list of, you know, corniness. On the next topic. Um, so Irv Gotti had an interview with Drink Champs. Um, Comes out, says he can't find love. Uh, <laughs> he's, you know, I think from the video I saw, said he's um, over what? He's worth 100 million or 200 million. I'm not sure. Um, but he goes and says he can't find love. Says that um, a 26-year-old Dominican woman um, asked him for 20, I don't know, 26,000, whatever the case is. Uh, dollars or whatever and um he you know i guess he figured you know he can't he can't find um you know he really can't find anybody that really you know wants him for him um now let me just say this the problem with a lot of people and a lot of guys that are like that age trying to date women that are like you know, in their 30s or maybe like in their 20s, you know, like in their older 20s or whatever the case is. Like, you're dating a young girl. Like, um, and okay, so let me let me go back. His he's his catalog is uh he sold his catalog for 300 million. Um, he's worth over 100 million. Um he says the Dominican woman asked him for $25,000. Um, and, you know, the thing with Irv Gotti is that I remember him having a show, like, you know, a while ago. This was, uh, like, maybe, it was a very long time ago. He had a show. And, um, you know, it. he cheated on his, his first wife or, you know, his wife, ex-wife. I don't know. Um, she was a very, she looked like a, a, a very calm, 
cool, collected, like, you know, type of woman. She seemed very laid back, beautiful, by the way, like, and he cheated on her. You know, he, this guy is the same guy who was running around speaking on Ashanti and how much he loved her and, you know, whatever. Um, you are a 53 year old man trying to date 20 year olds. I don't see why people feel like, I don't understand how you're not going to understand that women that age aren't trying to wife you. I mean, not, not trying to hubby you. I don't, I don't see that. I don't, I don't think that that's what, what. I don't think a 26-year-old woman interested in a 53-year-old man is going to want to settle down with a 53-year-old man. Like, maybe I don't understand, like, that concept. I'm a little confused at how 53-year-olds and 60-year-old men actually think that women that age are actually, like, interested, for real, for real. They may be interested for, like, a you know, like a time being, you know, if you're providing them for things and helping them with things. But like, let's be honest here. Like, seriously, <laughs> if you reverse this this conversation and you say um, a guy that's in his 20s dating a 60 year old woman, do you do you really think he's like trying to cuff that that lady? Like, like, or I mean, I'm not trying to be rude or anything. Like, do y'all really think that's like the do you really think that's going to happen? Like, come on, you. So I, I think it's like an in denial type of thing. <laughs> He's in denial, bro. Like, you are a sugar daddy to those 20-year-old women. So if a woman asked you for $25,000, she was being 100 with you. Like, yo, like, that's what I look at you as, fam. Like, I don't really look at you as somebody I'm really trying to cuff. You're Irv Gotti, but, like, be real. If a woman that age is not already settled down, she's probably looking for someone that she could possibly settle down with. But maybe a person that's her age or around that age range. Same with the guy, like maybe a woman that's around that age range or like, you know, near his age. I just don't think it's believable. Like, I'm sorry, I just don't think those type of age ranges and gaps and relationships are believable. I've always said this, though. This is how I literally feel. I don't think relationships of that caliber really work out because, and I'm not saying people aren't doing it. There are actually a lot of people that are doing this. You know, they a lot of people that may be dating people 30, you know, 20 years older than them. But it's like, Really? I don't, I don't see myself. I could never see myself at the age of 30 years old. I could never see myself wanting to date a 60 year old woman. I would never see myself wanting to date a 54 year old woman. Like 54 is literally my mother's age. 53 actually, but 54, like there, it's right there, neck and neck. Like seriously. Do you see how crazy that sounds? And I mean, I'm not. And again, people really have to think of it at a, at a at a point of where, you know, somebody that really wants to grow with someone or actually wants to build something with someone. I don't see why people don't think that's not a that's like that's actually a normal standard, like, to be honest, to want to date somebody that's around your age range. I, I don't I don't know where Irv Gotti believes he's going to find a woman. Um, 
that actually wants to date him for his, you know, for whatever he, you know, who he is, because there are plenty of women that are that man's age that would, you know, find him, you know, very attractive or find him, um, you know, capable. So why don't you date the women that are in that age range instead of dating women that are 20, you know, like in their 20s? Because I don't think any woman in their 20s is actually going to take somebody that age seriously. It just doesn't make sense to me. The same with the guy. I've said it before. Like the same with the guy that's that age. I don't think they're going to take a 60-year-old woman seriously. It just doesn't make sense to me. It just doesn't. And, and, you know, again, as I continue to say, there are people who are in relationships like this and they make it work fine. But like, let's be real. Irv Gotti says he's, he, he can't find love because he's searching for a woman in their twenties and you're searching for one in their twenties. You're basically the root. You know why you're not finding anyone because you're searching for women that are in their twenties. I don't think that that is a, I don't, how, how do you, how do you, how are you finding, going to find love like that? It just doesn't, it just doesn't sound, it doesn't just, it doesn't sound believable. So, you know, I wanted to speak on that because it it was a, it was very funny saying it because I'm like, do you not understand why you can't find any woman, no woman in their twenties? Like twenties is literally a, like what woman in their twenties is taking a 53 year old man? Seriously. Like, come on, man. Oh, man. I, I honestly think the bigger question is why is he 53 trying to date 20-year-old women? I think that is a bigger question. But we can ask a lot of men in the industry that, you know. There are a lot of men in the industry who are that that age trying to date women in their 20s. Trying to make it work with a woman in their 20s. Trying to, you know, uh, start families and be with women in their 20s. Like, huh? (laughs) He said he's not interested in finding another woman's lifestyle, but, you know, as I've said before... You don't really have to find another woman's lifestyle, but you need to really find a woman that's in your age range to actually take serious if you actually want to find love. That would make more sense. Sometimes I don't understand the logic behind the whole wanting to date a woman that's 20, 30 years younger than you. I think that's a bit weird. That's just me. Uh, I, I say that. Um... Uh, I, I just, again, everybody seems to understand why he can't find love. Um, <laughs> I just, again, I, a lot of things are always just so funny to me. So I feel like I have to speak on it. Um, and again, I'm not, I'm not, sh- I'm not trying to shade Herb Gotti. But I just don't understand why you are trying to take women in their 20s seriously. 
no woman in their 20s is really going to take a 53-year-old man seriously. There are probably some who would, but, like, let's be serious. All right, so that's going to end my podcast today, guys. Uh, I had those two topics to talk about. I'm trying to think, is there anything else that I haven't got to speak on? Oh, I did want to talk about how um, the Fresh and Fit podcast got removed from YouTube. (laughs) Look, Going, going, going on your podcast to disrespect black women all the time is never really going to work in your favor. Like it's never going to work in your favor. I think the fresh and fit podcast guys really blew it themselves. All that hate and all that, all that weird talk about black women. That's why your, your podcast got removed from YouTube, dude. Like you guys had a podcast where you could pretty much just talk about everything, you know, from things that were taking place, bad stuff that was happening. You centered your whole podcast on disrespecting black women because of the hair they have, because of their attitudes, every single thing. I, I could never really find a podcast of those dudes where they were not disrespecting women. And oh, no, let's not forget when they bought the women on on the show and was disrespecting them like on the podcast i thought that was respectful too you know you got black women in there that are afraid to probably say anything because they don't want to get kicked out but you're like disrespecting the black women that come in there and it's just like so corny to me bro like I don't, I don't understand stuff like that like if you why would you bring people on a podcast to disrespect them and you know it's, it's kind of like they they did a lot of things for views well that's it you can't do any, anything else for views because now your show is no longer and you know you still have that podcast but you can't have it on youtube so now you have to go find other things to do so I'm, I'm again, I'm again, not, I I don't like to, I'm not laughing at anybody's downfall, but I do feel as though what you put out in the universe, you're all, it's always going to come back. You know, like I don't center my podcast to talk about people. I center my podcast, talk about hot topics and things that's taking place. I don't care to speak on anybody to the point to where every single podcast I have, I'm shading or disrespecting them or whatever the case is. That's just not what I'm here for. What is your motive? If you have a podcast and you have a podcast that you actually want to have a, 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 you know, speak about things and whatever you're speaking on, cool, but don't center it completely to, you know, demonize a group of people. You know, I just thought that was so weird. And the podcast, like, the guys are basically two black guys. And the other guy, he's, what, Irish or something? Like, Irish and black? Like, I don't know what's going on. I, every time I look at that podcast, it's always some weird stuff. And I'll always say something weird. You know, if you're not laughing at how a black woman wears her hair or what type of hair she has or, or skin color, it was always something weird going on with that podcast. So I can't feel too bad about, about that. I don't really care too much. I think, you know, you get what you get. You put things out out in the universe and it comes back. So, again, they're going to have to clearly find somewhere else to uh, market there for tuning into the BCG podcast. That's going to be the end of my episode today. I hope you all enjoy the rest of your Sunday. I will definitely be enjoying my Sunday and I will be chilling. And like I said, I'm going to go check out this Barbie movie. Hopefully it's really good. And um, yeah, we would definitely have more episodes on the way. I definitely already know the next topics I'll be speaking of on my next podcast. So uh, stay tuned. Thank you.